there comes a point in life when, you know, growth equals contribution. I think that's why I've not had the best, I've had, I'm a pretty happy person always. And, and I don't let a lot get me down, but I've had the best couple of years, even though I'll tell you, it's been the hardest, like it has been so hard. And when I tell you, I have made so many mistakes in this journey for the past three years. And sometimes no one tells you sometimes that it takes, it costs them, you know, $999,000 to make a million. <laughs> Like no one tells that story. They're like, oh, I made a million dollars. It cost me a million five hundred to do it, you know? So that's kind of what it's been like. And I'm, I'm exaggerating. We've, we've definitely been profitable. But um, but I mean, I have learned a lot of, I've made a lot of mistakes. I have pushed my team too hard. I've let myself get diverted into too many, you know, rabbit holes and tried to do too much and not focus enough on one thing. But we're figuring it out and we're and we're we've been really successful. We've really been able to help other people be wildly successful. And so I really determine my success based upon the success of my students. Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the podcast. Uh, jumping right in today because I think we're going to end up having a lot to talk about, particularly in the day and age that we are living in uh, for a whole host of different reasons. So I have with me today, Krista Mayshore. Uh, she is a broker. She's a best-selling author. Uh, she is a digital marketing and video specialist. She's a best-selling author. She's got a new book just released that we're going to talk about a little bit later called The Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook. Uh, but uh, before I just unload all at once and talk a whole bunch, welcome Krista to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing. I love your energy. It's so good. <laughs> You'd think that I'm just faking it for this, but for anybody that knows me, it's just, I just have an on switch and an off switch. And so the on switch stays on from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. And uh, I just hope that I can recharge enough when it's off to get back on the next day. I'm the exact same way. It's exactly the same way. You're like the male form. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, one of the things that I mentioned in your title, uh, I've done a bit of reading and background on you. So you have had a, a significant amount of success in the real estate world. It sounds like you do still spend quite a bit of time there. Uh, I'm interested to hear that, uh, but uh, for a second, and this may be a very awkward question, uh, but I just love it that way. So why, uh, in the midst of such a lucrative real estate career, particularly at a time uh, right now, and I know that you didn't just like pivot or something, but right now real estate is, I don't know, if you do any bit of marketing at all, it's probably the easiest thing to be successful in because you know houses in California are selling like crazy. Um, but why, why spread your time or why share your time in another area and get into something like, digital marketing, video content creation, when that world seems so noisy too. So where, where does that kind of pull come from? So that's a good question. So in fact, when I first, uh, about three years ago, when I told my husband and my family that I was going to become um, a coach and leave real estate, they were like, 
what are you talking about? People that, you know, do as well as you, you know, I was making close to $2 million as a real estate agent. Um, They're like, they don't, normal people don't leave like that and, and go into coaching. No one's going to coach them. I remember them specifically saying that. And, you know, I used to be a teacher. I've got a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. I, I taught third grade for six years and I left the teaching field um, because my daughter got really sick when she was younger. And I, my goal was just to kind of play real estate and sell a couple of houses a year so I could be a full-time stay-at-home mom. Mm. And at the time I found out my, my husband at that time was having an affair. So we had bought a new house and I was in a new house with two little girls ages uh, two and four and a half and with drained bank accounts. So very quickly I had to dive into real estate full-time. Um, my first year I sold 69 houses and have sold pretty much 100 homes a year every year since. And just all purely from, uh, you know, having to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I did that, you know, wildly successful for 16 years, top 1% agent. And I did it differently by, you know, utilizing different strategies than the average agent would use. So for example, when I say that while everybody else was doing maybe black and white flyers, I was creating four page colored brochures and sticking CDs on the signs back then when they're with, you know, 50 pictures on them. And I was putting my listings on TV and just really, you know, marketing myself differently than everyone else. And so um, it's funny too that you say that like real estate is so easy because the average agent only sells like three homes a year. And if that, that's the average agent. So it's, it's one of the, it's, it's, it seems so easy for people, but because there's so many agents, like just so, so saturated, it's difficult to sell a lot of homes. So, I, well, so, 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 and that, that I, I want to qualify my statement. So uh, I, I am actually uh, uh, friends with quite a few real estate agents. I know that the disparity between the average agent and the top agent is so broad that it's, it's, it's absurd. Um, what I mean by that is, is you were already successful again, like, you know, most times when people make this career pivot or this change, or they're led in another direction, you know, whatever, that's usually the result of some catastrophic moment, um, some big challenge that comes into play, but for you, and I mean, you've just proven kind of my my point, I mean, you were killing it in the top 1%. You were making a significant amount of money, uh, you, it, which means probably uh, you were providing well for your family. Uh, so that made them pretty happy. Um, and yet you get this like wild hair uh, to go be a marketer. And so that is more of the intrigue. Like most people would not do something like that. Yeah. You, well, have you ever read the book from uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich? Yes. Okay. So Napoleon Hill says that, you know, when most people get these ideas in life, they shy away from them, right? They get these sparks and that spark is, is, is sparks for a reason. Like they, they're calling and they were meant to do something, but most people don't act upon it. Yeah. I've been being told for several years, like, you should be a coach, Krista. You're so inspiring. You know, you're so like unique and you can help so many people. And, and I, I like, I'm a teacher at heart. I love people. I love teaching and coaching. I miss it quite frankly. And real estate, I mean, it was to the point where I was so busy, you know, that when I'm on vacation with my family, I'm on the phone the entire time. I'm waking up at 3am, sneaking out of bed to go work in the, you know, in the, in the um, entry area when you first enter the hotel and then sneaking back in bed at 9am. So they didn't know I was working and then on the phone the entire time while they're in the pool and, and the kids are like, mom, mom, get off the phone. It just got to be too much. And so you get to a point sometimes where money isn't everything. And I, I really missed the, 
I was helping a lot of people sell real estate, but I knew I could do it on a much bigger version, if that makes sense. Mm. So for the first um, two and a half years, I just helped real estate agents. So I just taught real estate agents how to utilize technology, digital marketing, and video to what I call be the community market leader in their area, how to stand out by doing non-traditional things. So we wouldn't teach them things like open houses and cold calling and door knocking. We would teach them funnels, landing pages, video, and then how to take that video and distribute it throughout their communities where they'd get hundreds and hundreds of hours of watch time, you know, hundreds of thousands of views, that kind of thing. And then we gave them all the tools and resources when they showed up in front of people to just crush it out of the park, right? So we did great for that. We actually went from zero to $7.4 million in 20, 25 months from that brand new business. Um, we've just, we've just done under, just, just under 10 million, you know, in three years, we did really, really well, right? This coming, actually November is three years when I launched, uh, three wow. years ago. Congrats. That, my family like what are you doing you're not going to coach you know <laughs> about six months ago i have been having people tell me you should so many agents need this some not agents but so many professionals like there's so many businesses and professionals that this would work for krista you should start helping them so i started writing the book the ultimate lead gen playbook about a year and a half ago and I finished it and it kind of sort of went on the shelf, you know, because I was making sure that I could just, you know, I could really help other professionals. So I started kind of working with other professionals, realized that I could. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, people need this now more than ever. So I took the book, I re-edited it and revised it to match more of a local business and local professional type of a, 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 a way. And then we launched because right now, so many professionals and businesses, whether you're, you know, this, this strategy will work for any online coach or you know any entrepreneur but i i say online i say professionals and local businesses because it's more niche specific but it really won't work for anybody and we just teach people how to create content um how to take that content and properly distribute it so it's actually being seen by the masses and then we teach them how to take traffic from cold to warm to hot take the right messaging and put it in front of the right people and it just it works so fabulously well right yeah. so we decided to, to, to launch it um to not just real estate agents, but to local businesses and professionals. And so that's, that's where our focus is now, in addition to real estate. Got it. Okay, so uh, uh, rewinding a few minutes, you mentioned uh, funnels. And so uh, I noticed in your bio uh, that you are a two-time, a two-comma club winner, uh, right? That's two times. Uh, and, oh, we have one more on the way, we just have oh, five Bye. times. Okay, so I misread. So that's an even bigger deal. So for people that don't know, uh, Russell Brunson, uh, very big in the sales funnel and digital marketing world. Uh, and so he has this two comma club, meaning uh, you've generated at least a million dollars in revenue <clears throat> uh, as a result of you know being engaged in his program. So you've done that near five times now, uh, coming up on or going to be recognized for your fifth time. So was that uh, an engagement that you started uh, with Russell and that team um, while still in real estate? Or was that something that is newer uh, that's come on? Okay, so great question. So each each two comma couple word is where you generate one million dollars from one single funnel, right? That's right. That's right. So one single sales funnel or more. So that those were for my coaching. So that was from the coaching business. So uh, in in conjunction to that, I'm still running my real estate business, but I only work on that about three percent of the time. So like this year, I'll only sell ninety homes, um, but I only work on that business maybe five hours a month for wow. saving the face of the business and I, I create my videos I run my funnels and my ads and then I've taught my team how to 
go and kind of act as if they're me. So we have a whole process behind that. Mm. My, my focus really is on my coaching because that's what I love to do. And it just lights me up. And, um, you know, there comes a point in life when, you know, growth equals contribution. I think that's why I mean, I've had the best, I've had, I'm a pretty happy person always. And, and I don't let a lot get me down, but I've had the best couple of years, even though I'll tell you, it's been the hardest, like it has been so hard. And when I tell you, I have made so many mistakes in this journey for the past three years. And sometimes no one tells you sometimes that it takes, it costs them, you know, $999,000 to make a million. <laughs> Like no one tells that story. They're like, oh, I made a million dollars, but it cost me a million five hundred to do it, you know? So that's kind of what it's been like. And I'm, I'm exaggerating. We've, we've definitely been profitable, but, um, but I mean, I have learned a lot of, mis- I've made a lot of mistakes. I have pushed my team too hard. I've let myself get diverted into too many, you know, rabbit holes and tried to do too much and not focus enough on one thing, but we're figuring it out and we're, and we're, we've been really successful. We've really been able to help other people be wildly successful. And so I really determine my success based upon the success of my students. Like I know if they're succeeding that I am um, financially, it, you know, I, I will say that I had more, I was more profitable as a real estate agent because that was a, a longer, you know, I was more um, what's the word. It was, I've been doing it longer. Right. So it was more, you know, I'm building a business nationally right now. So now I'm, you know, it's a totally different ball game building a national name. And as you know, there's a lot of competition out there. And so, um, but yes, Russell Brunson, I was a part of his inner circle. And so he didn't create the funnels for them. We did all the funnels in house. So all the marketing, the funnels, we build them, we do the ads, we do it all in house. Um, we just started about a year or so ago, having an outside agency help us run our ads, but we teach people how to do ads because our ads were, you know, we're, we're doing now probably around 30,000 a month, but we were up to 130,000 a month at one time in ad spend. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, Russell was a great, great um, resource and mentor in helping me um, understand funnels. You know, I basically, I was doing a training online one day and I, I, I saw Russell and next thing you knew it, like two weeks later, I'm sitting in his, you know, Boise office and just popped down $25,000 to, uh, I had no idea what a funnel was. I was like, funnel cake? Like, what is a funnel? Like, <laughs> It was like, everyone's talking about funnels. I felt like the biggest, what's a funnel, you know? And so, um, you know, I just, he told us what to do. I went through his trainings. I implemented uh, because knowledge is not power. Implementation is. Mm. So I implemented and listened and, you know, it's, anybody can do anything. I think, you know, I think, you know, I remember when I first was at home sitting in, you know, sitting in my, in my house and looking out in the backyard, crying as my daughters were picked up by the new girlfriend driving, who she was driving my car, she comes pick up my kids, right, on Thanksgiving. And I remember just sitting there sobbing. I mean, my we had no money, the bank accounts were drained. And I just felt so sorry for myself. And I realized I gotta make a change. I can't sit here and cry for the, you know, forever. I've gotta fix this. And so I just made the mental conscious decision to like go for it. And so I did, my goal was to keep my kids safe. And, and when I went into coaching, it was not that type of a, you know, it wasn't like my kids being safe or the reason it was so, so different. It was just that I really want to make an impact. I want to help people. I really, you know, everyone's motivated by different things. Like I love when somebody says, Krista, oh my gosh, you totally helped me. Like when I get that to me is like, whatever your five love languages is, that's my love language. Like when my students, I see their testimonials and like, I'm like, it just really, I live for it, you know? And so it's a different kind of motivation. And I think when you get to a point in your life where I've, I'm just really good at marketing, right? I, I'm, I've just been doing it for a long time. We're, we're good at it. We've made tons of mistakes, but we've done so many things right. We've learned what works. We've learned what doesn't. And I'm able to teach it in a way that people get it, you know? And so when you're able to do that, 
and you enjoy it so much that you don't feel like you're working, right? You're like, I have to stop myself from working, just make myself take time off because it's not like a job. Mm-hmm. It's just different, you know? And so um, and anybody can do anything. I mean, I lost, I, I've, I've, I've had a really hard couple things happen in my life, you know? And I just, it's a matter of just knowing and believing in yourself that you can do anything and not stopping, right? I think so many people stop. Like the average person, if they were me, probably would have stopped being a coach and went back to real estate because real estate was easy, you know, and I was doing so well. And I would have probably been selling three times the amount of houses if I just was focusing on that because, you know, we're, we're just so good at it, but it's not what I, I, I love teaching. So, um, you know, but just no matter where you are in your life and how hard things seem and you can do anything if you believe you can, you can do anything if you keep working towards it, you can do anything if you are consistent and don't stop. It's just a matter of what you focus on. So, um, I, I know like you're my, I might make this sound easy as far as, oh, you did this, you know, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> it was, there was 19 years of success behind that. And, and even that wasn't so successful. I mean, profitably, you might look at me and say, well, you're stupid. Why wouldn't you go back to real estate? Right. Because I know where my end path is going to be. I know my, the end result that I want. And so mm-hmm. we just. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think you illustrate that in, in ways too, that people need to listen a little bit more closely to, you know, and, you know, it's a lot of capital outlay, you know, when I think one of the challenges in the world that we live in today is people tout the amount of revenue that they're generating. And not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, if I told you I generated a million dollars in revenue last year, you'd probably get really excited, but nobody follows that up with, but how much did you profit off of that? And like you said, I mean, especially, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm launching a course coming up soon. And I mean, it's going to cost me $100,000 to generate my first $150,000. And so, you know, it takes capital and investment to do that. You know, it's not just this, you know, big illustrious number that, you know, we're throwing out there as if like that just comes, you know, all on its own. So, I mean, I, I can tell that, you know, you, you've, You've laid a lot of foundation and a lot of groundwork. One thing that uh, I, I'm interested to hear. So uh, you talked about this point in your life where uh, you found out uh, that your husband was unfaithful to you. Uh, and so you said that was 19 years ago? Yeah, so it was uh, like 17 years ago. My daughter is two, so she's, she's okay. 19. So today, right now, when somebody brings that up to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Thank you. Like, thank you. Because um, I wouldn't be where I am today had I still been married. And I wouldn't have met my wonderful, you know, true love of my life back there had I still been married. So sometimes when you're going through really bad things, I mean, my family was ripped apart. I was raised Jehovah's Witness. I'm not one now, but I really respect the religion. And my parents have been married for like 54 years. My brothers were married for 30 years. My other brothers I was the only one like you don't get divorced in my family right unless the only reason you can is for for you know adultery um and it wasn't the first time it had happened so I had made a commitment to myself that if it ever happened again I would leave and so I did and it was hard I mean I you know I'm I'm already pretty thin I lost like 30 more pounds I was I mean I couldn't eat I was just I was upset because of the loss of my family but I think it was more of like the idea of a happy family because when I look back now you know it was difficult I was married to kind of an abusive like um narcissistic type person and not to be drama, but really I was, I was, and I just wanted to, you know, keep, stay married and be happy, but it really wasn't what was best for me. So looking back now, I'm thankful. And, um, because I would never been able, have been able to be a coach and maintain the healthy mindset had I stayed in that marriage and it would Mm -hmm. not be good for my daughters. 
it would have been, it was so much better for them to, to, to leave because they were able to see a healthy relationship, a healthy, you know, um, to have one really healthy parent, if that makes sense, that was really committed to being the best version of themselves and helping them be the best version of themselves as well, regardless of the circumstance. And so I, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> and how, how do you define that for yourself today, being the best version of yourself? Um, you know, I believe that wealth and, and when I talk about wealth and abundance, I'm, I talk about every aspect from, you know, wellness, spirituality, um, uh, relationships, my marriage, my business, being able to be a philanthropist, you know, a good community member. I mean, all of that is so, so important to me. So being the best version of myself is just, it never stops, right? Like you never stop trying to be the best version of yourself. The best version of yourself is waking up today and being a better version than you were yesterday, recognizing areas that you can improve in, not beating yourself up for things that you didn't do well, but just recognizing and moving on. Um, and another best version of myself is just helping other people to be able to really fully reach their true potential. That's the best version of myself. So. I know I just, it's a work in progress all the time, right? We're human and we make mistakes and we screw up and, and we, you know, sometimes we do things that we, we shouldn't be doing uh, and we, we realize that we just get better, right? And so for me, the best version of myself is just continuing to always work on being the best I can. And do you, do you have any uh, ways to measure? I mean, you talk about being a happy person, you talk about, you know, waking up to be the best version of yourself today. So do you have any uh, metrics or ways to measure, uh, you know, because again, when we think about business, we think about entrepreneurship, we think about success, everybody defaults to financial metrics because they're easy to measure, right? It's just as black and white as the number on a piece of paper. Um, but all these other areas of happiness, of joy, of fulfillment, um, those aren't quite so easily measured. So, um, how is that for you? Okay. So this is, part of my manifesto. So I'm a loving, loyal, supportive wife, mother, employer, and friend. I'm a philanthropist. I'm the number one, it used to say real estate, it should say just trainer. I'm the number one trainer in the world. I speak at conferences across the country. I have trainings with thousands of people. I am a leader. I positively affect every life that I touch. I make a difference in the world. I help others. I uplift and upbuild those around me. I help others achieve more in life and have more financial freedom and time. I am building community market leaders across the country who are go-givers and who are making an impact on their community. I am a billion-dollar company. So for me, it isn't just about money in any way. It's truly about, you know, creating a movement that's bigger than just myself, right? Like I'm creating community market leaders who make an impact on their communities and who are go-givers. That's more of a worldwide thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the money will come like when you when you are impacting other people helping other people you know zig ziglar says like give people what they want and help them get what they want and you'll get everything you want right and it's so so true like the more that you um just be a giver like be a go-giver right and when if you're having a rough time and your just life is just the crappiest it ever be, can be then start looking at how you can help other people start taking the focus off of you and start helping others and you'll start to see your own life improve, right? Yep. I can tell you this, but I was, uh, you know, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. We had um, great family, but we had some issues. And so I haven't lived at home since I was 13. I ended up running away from home because of some issues that were happening in the family and then ended up going to juvenile hall for a couple months. I spent a year in a group home uh, called Hidden Hills Group Home for Girls. And then I spent the remaining years of my high school all in a foster home. So I haven't lived at home since I was 13. And so why am I even saying that? But my, my point is, is that I forgot last my train of thought, but <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's, 
um, we all have a choice to, 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 to be who we want to be. Okay. It is just, just a matter of choice. The, the only difference between successful people, and when I say successful, I don't just mean business and with money. I mean successful people in relationships, successful people in a marriage, successful people in, you know, being a parent, successful people with your own health. Successful people are just willing to do things that other people are not, right? They're, they're willing to do things that the average person is just not willing to do. They learn to say yes when they should say yes. They say no when they should say no. They learn to... Um, to give up things that they should and, and do more of what they, you know, give up things they, that they should and not do things they shouldn't. They just change their behavior. They modify their behavior to meet their circumstance, to have their circumstance the way it is. That's truly the only difference between successful people and not. People will look at you probably, and Ryan, they'll say, Ryan's so good looking. You know, he's got this super awesome nose and so he's just so chic looking and he's just got this raving personality. That's why Ryan is so successful, which is not the case. Ryan is just willing to do the things that most people are not willing to do. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think again, you know, as you know, one of the frustrations that I have in the coaching world, and we're going to quickly pivot here to your book, because I want to hear about this, but I think it's really important, you know, that we say that, you know, when somebody hires a coach, or when somebody looks up to somebody, when somebody pays for a uh, a program or a class or whatever. One of the biggest frustrations that I have is oftentimes uh, the the selling point is I see that person, they're successful. Therefore, if I become like them, uh, I can be successful. And it drives me it drives me absolutely nuts. You know, there there is a lot that somebody can take from the fact that you had a challenging upbringing, that you grew up in a group home for many years, that you were cheated on, that you had to start all over again after thinking you wouldn't have to start all over again. You had this massive pivot even in your uh, professional career, uh, though there's a lot of correlation between the two. And so, um, you know, uh, it's not somebody hires you to become you it's 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 somebody's hiring you because you're able to take your experience and help them navigate their own and i wish again that more people would speak to things like that than hey be like me achieve five two comma clubs right like it just doesn't work that way and yet that is just such a huge pitch uh, in the world that we live in but let's talk a little bit about coaching right and so one thing I think that most people, the biggest mistake that people make is thinking that they can do it on them, their own, okay? Biggest mistake because if you, if you, there's a study called the change or die study where doctors told people that if you didn't change your behavior, maybe it was drinking too much alcohol or eating the wrong kind of foods or, you know, because of diabetes or blood pressure, they were going to die. They didn't change their behavior. And in one group of people after a year, nine out of 10 people went back to their normal lifestyle. They, they, they'd rather die than change. There was another group of people, same thing that they were told, but they had coaching, they had accountability, and they had support. Out of that group, 77% of them were able to change after one year. So you're seven times more likely to be able to make a change if you have coaching, accountability, and support. The biggest mistake that we make is thinking that we can do it on our own. Another mistake that people make is by hiring somebody. What's that saying? For those that can't do, then teach. Okay, especially now, I believe, Ryan, that because the world is going so much towards online learning and 
being your own boss and all that, like you got to be really careful who you hire, right? You want to make sure that you hire somebody that has done it, somebody that you align with, with their ethics and values. And they've actually been able to do what it is that you're wanting to achieve, right? And understanding that everything out there, you can Google. You can Google everything out there. Yeah. You don't know, but what people miss is the mindset part of it, is that most people need, there's a reason why people hire, there's a reason why Michael Jordan, the best basketball player in the world, had a coach. Right. There's a reason why every single Olympian has a coach, even though the coach does not have the Olympic Olympian's ability or skill, but the ability to take that athlete and to make them see and recognize what they're doing wrong and adjust their behavior to help them be the best version of themselves. That's what a coach can do, right? And so, you know, another mistake people make is that they're not willing to invest. They, they want the things, but they're not willing to invest the money or the resources to get there, yeah. right? So when I graduate, and again, this is just, I'm saying my name because it's me, but when I went to college I and mean, I had to pay for my own college, I had to take out massive student loans. I had to work full time during the day and go to school at night because when I turned, you know, 18 and, my, and the money ran out, the foster parents said, hey, time to go, right? Um, and so, but I was willing to make the investment. Did I want to take out $100,000 to go to school? No, but I'm glad I did because it helped me come who I am now, right? Had I not hired Russell, like, yeah, I've paid Russell close to $60,000, but it was worth every penny because Russell helped me go from, you know, he helped me do what I did. Would I would not be where I'm at had I not hired him. It's the best $60,000 I've ever spent. I've hired, I've paid somebody $25,000 for one day of coaching. You know, people be like, oh my gosh, that's, but no, I, I, I am willing to invest my time and resources, resources being money, being energy, being time into getting the skills that I want to do by somebody that I trust that has done it so I can avoid all their mistakes and do what they've done, done more quickly because time equals money. So, you know, I, I just find it funny that so many people are just not willing to invest in, them, in themselves. And then so many people that do invest, like they aren't willing to actually adjust the behavior, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing the same thing so there's there's a reason why people get coached I mean I would I would never have been where I'm at had I not invested in college I'd never be where I am had I not been a teacher first I would never be where I'm at had I not been a real estate agent first right like it's yeah. a journey and it's it's one that you know people people always say well once I have the, the money I'll, I'll buy the skill no you need the skill first to get the money you have to invest in this invest in that to get to be able to get the money. And so I just wanted to say that because I know that you coach as well. And I just think that, you know, the biggest mistake people make is thinking they can do it on their own. Because if that was the case, we'd all, we all just go Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, life would be so much easier and so much less expensive. <clears throat> the problem is, is life's hard and it's really expensive and uh, you better figure out a way to, to pony up. <laughs> uh, okay. Not so expensive, right? Like if, if, if you can, you know, th really think about like hiring someone that can really help get you there. It's expensive in the beginning, but what's more expensive? It's more expensive doing it and taking 15 years or never even getting there. That's yeah. expensive to me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there's so many negative ramifications of not investing into yourself early. And I think we've all learned that at different times throughout, you know, throughout our lives. <clears throat> Every once in a while to this day, you know, there's still times when I, uh, you know, I, I find myself doing things that my assistant can do or that I can outsource. And I'm like, what in the hell am I doing spending time on things that I don't need to be spending time on? 
I just need to delegate it. I just need to outsource it. And so I think that that's just, you know, part of that default of don't worry, I got it. I'll deal with it. I'll figure it out. When in reality, there's so many solutions out there for us just to move through things so much faster and more efficiently and effectively. Yes. <clears throat> like speed, right? Money likes speed. Yep. So the more you can get somewhere by having the help and the resources, it's just so much, you know, it's just so much better. I mean, people are always afraid to, like, they're so afraid to hire, but you've got to invest in order to make it happen, you know? Yep. Okay, so uh, I, I don't want to end this without uh, talking about your book. So you talked about the fact that you wrote this book, you shelved it for a while, uh, you then went through, rewrote, improved it, and you've released it. And so <clears throat> if somebody was to uh, pick up a copy of your book today, uh, what is it that you're hoping that they, uh, that they take away? I hope that they understand that marketing is attraction, right? So marketing is attraction. You can start attracting business by being somebody who offers value, who sells and who positions themselves as the authority, um, then your life's going to get a whole lot easier, right? And there's a way to be able to position yourself to your client avatar, to the people that you're trying to go after in a way that doesn't seem so salesy, but you're really truly helping people. Mm -hmm fast track your success so right now every business and every entrepreneur needs to understand how to market online right because that's where everyone goes when, when you want to buy a pizza and you're in a different city you go online think about if you're going through a divorce or you need insurance or you want to sell a house or you want to you know get your teeth cleaned or you need a new doctor you're going online to find those people whatever your business or profession is people are going online so once you can start showing up online where they're looking on a consistent basis your, your job is going to get a whole lot easier so mm -hmm. And then learning how to, to really ha have a unique competitive value add that doesn't position you to look just like all your competitors. When they do see you online, you're going to have such an easier chance of, of really being able to convert that client. And then on top of that, if you can help make sure that you're consistently showing up top of mind, again, in an easier manner where you're attracting and not, not chasing, life's going to get a lot easier. And that's what the book how to do. It goes over like the whole cycle and how to, um, you know, do all the different phases of the sales cycle correctly and then how to position yourself as the expert in your, in your field. And so one of the things that you talk about in there that I've heard you mention is uh, uh, being a community market leader. So obviously we can take that generally to mean wherever you are at and wherever you're spending time as community. But I also know that, and maybe this is in part because you learned how to do this so well in the real estate market, which has been translated into what you're doing today. But what is unique or what do you bring uniquely to people that are trying to become the market leader in their local community? So, well, I've got my manifesto for the community market leader. I could read it, but um, it's just doing things differently. So for community market leaders, I'm a community market leader. I am not just a fill in the blank. I'm an unstoppable visionary. I'm revolutionizing the practice of insurance and contradicting the old school teaching method and approach. I am a lifelong learner. I serve. I do not just sell. I strive for excellence for myself and my clients. I am changing the way fill in the blank is being done and how we are looked at. I don't rely on traditional measures of getting clients and generating leads. I focus on the future. I continue to push because I know that nothing happens overnight. I appreciate overwhelm because it means that I am growing. I push and I give my all and I will never give up. I have an abundance mindset. I know that I am the only one responsible for creating the life that I deserve and I am. I'm a marketer. I'm abundant. I'm successful. I'm helpful. I'm original. I'm resourceful. I'm an educator. 
My name is Krista Mayshore and I'm a community market leader. So a community market leader is somebody who really, really is there to be the go-to trusted resource. Anytime somebody thinks about your profession, they should think about you. Hmm. And anytime somebody thinks about your community, they should be thinking about you. Meaning you're involved in your community. You're a resource to the community. You're educating people about what's happening in the community, right? You're, you're developing a relationship with your community um, all through, you know, utilizing video and social media. So that is my definition of a community market leader. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fantastic. And I think that one of the things that really stuck out to me so well, and it just relates to a conversation I was having with a friend yesterday uh, was, you know, you said that anytime somebody thinks about your community, they should think about you because you are invest, you know, I mean, I'm just paraphrasing, but you're like, you know, you're investing too, and you're involved in your community. And I think that, you know, sometimes uh, people get so caught up in marketing themselves as the HVAC specialist or as the real estate uh, professional to the local city or county that they're in, uh, that they forget that they're a human being living in that community. And if they could just become top of mind in that community as a human being serving that community, being involved in that community, then when somebody needs an air conditioner or real estate or coaching, uh, they're going to pick up the phone and call Krista because Krista is always showing her face in the industry or in the community and she's always giving to the community. So why not give Krista a chance to, to reap some of that reward as well? So I just, I really like that you said that. Absolutely. It's so, so true. You just hit the nail on I, I try and listen once in a while. <laughs> okay, so any final words of excitement and or encouragement for us as we land this wonderful plane today? No, just you can get my book on Amazon. Uh, it's the ultimate lead gen playbook, or you can go to getchristasbook.com. That's getchristasbook.com. And we can, I think we give a free digital download for you. Uh, it's, a, it's a bestseller in entrepreneurship and small business. Um, and just, you know, it's great to listen and it's great to learn, but the key takeaway is implementation, right? So knowledge is not power if you don't do anything with it. Power is implementation and being consistent. So just remember that time to take action. I love it. I love it. All right, Krista. Well, thank you. I will make sure to put those links as well as just direct contact information for you uh, in the show notes today. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your time. Uh, clearly, you are extremely passionate about what you're doing. Uh, and I love the fact that not only are you passionate, but you're able to back it up uh, with achievement. And so those things go together so well. So I can definitely see how people are attracted to want to working with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me and great podcast. Love what you're doing and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of Authentic Conversations. As always, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, feedback, whatever it is, feel free to reach out, get connected with Krista, learn more about what she's doing in the coaching world, in the local community that she's involved in. Pick up a copy of her book. Reach out to me. Be happy to help you in any way I can. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.